We are here, sir. You're a no in the hago. Another edition of Remo Cuts. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know what the cuts stand for. Culture, urban, technology, and sports. Um, this man I have right here, let me tell you, man. I'm, I'm, the way I met him, see, here's the thing, right? There's always going to be stories of Remo Marac when it comes to people that I've met in the industry and, and just overall, period. This gentleman right here, we were both on a guest appearance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in in Brooklyn, you know, on um D Chambers show, nothing but this uh nothing but the small talk. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And um yo, I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I yo, I sat in with the interview and, and and witnessed the greatness. And then ever since then, you know, definitely linking up with him and and following the journey and seeing the hard work and the grind. Um, I'm ecstatic to have one because I've been always wanting to get him on the show. On, on any of my platforms, but unfortunately, you know, as both of us had busy schedules, it was like, ah, oh, damn. But now, you know, we, we, we busy, but we not busy, busy, because due to fact, fact. And everything in that, you know what I'm saying? But nonetheless, I got Nathaniel in the building. Nathaniel, what's good, God? Yo, what up, my dude, Remo? What's goody? Nah, yo, man, listen, man, yo, you, you, uh, you holding it down for the spring and summer, that, Love for the city. Oh man, you got another track. Um, damn, I'm so sorry that I forgot the name. Definitely, could you let everybody, let my creatives know about it? You know oh, probably saying? cash out. Cash out is the cash main single. Yes. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, man. Yo, like first and foremost, let's get right into it. Like, how? You know, let's just get with the how. Let my creatives know the how. You know, throughout this crisis, you just said, "All right, I'm gonna make this happen." We gonna get these tracks bumping, and and then that's just it. Well, I feel like one of the things that I always do, and I think a lot of us creators do this, is hesitate and second guess projects, like putting this out, putting that out. So, on a regular scope of like a regular schedule, regular programming pre-corona, that was the normal like psyche of of me, of me like creating. Just all right, I don't want to put this. So I had like I would I would always pace myself, and I felt like I was dragging my feet. But in this particular time, in this climate. Not only do you have the bandwidth to create 10 times as much more, but you also had a moment to sit down and review, like, what was I doing all this time mm-hmm. when the world was in full speed and in full capacity? And I think sitting back and just doing an analysis on my own actions and how much I was putting out, I'm like, nah, I really wasn't working hard enough. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? I really wasn't working hard enough. Um a lot of people would argue that because I was working, but I knew, I, you know, all of us know, Reem, even you know, you know you do a lot of things. I see you, you all over the place. But only you know that little bit more that you, you know, this event that you should have went to or that time you said, nah, I'm just chilling in the crib, that oh. those little moments, you know? Man, yo, it hurt my feelings that South by Southwest was canceled. I knew, yo, listen, I anticipated, <laughs> here's, here's the reason why I anticipated everything, right? Mm-hmm. I pressed Floss Magazine, shout out to Floss Magazine. I pressed, I pressed them hard, not pressed them like, uh, do it. I was getting out of my look. I need that that press letter ASAP if y'all could. This is the most because I knew the mm-hmm. minute I land in Austin, Texas, right? I was gonna let the Ruger spray that whole <laughs> weekend. I I knew right off the rip. I listen. I knew. I, I anticipate and I knew. Mm-hmm. I kill and smoke that. Right, it, it it was it was gone from there. It it was gone Damn. from there. It was gone from there. <laughs> Just to show that, ah, uh, yeah, Remo Marac definitely, 
belongs, you know, but yeah. um, nonetheless, man, as you, you know, pick it back on what you were saying, you know, this reset, I'm not going to lie, man. It's probably, been, I think it's the best thing that's ever happened to me in a very long time. And the reason yeah. why I say that is because my daily schedule is 16 hours, you know, a day, you know, with the day mm-hmm. job as an educator. And then coming after three o'clock, I'm Remo Marac media, 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 content creating and everything of that magnitude. So I definitely overstand where you came from with that statement. Right. Right. I mean, a lot of us started off and, you know, of course it was, it's, there's some, a lot of negative sides to it. We lost a lot of people. RIP. It's definitely Jason Bourne. RIP. That's oh, a brother man. for both of us. Yeah. So I got to definitely shout him out. He, yes. you know, he connected a lot of things. So, yes, and he would have loved to see this, me and you coming together, just doing something. It's, it's always dope. Uh, yes. So RIP yes. Jason Bourne. Yes, indeed. But, as the time passes, I think there's some level of enlightenment. There's some level of like awakening for all of us. And then at the end of the day, a lot of I'm hearing more and more how beneficial this actually was for just the planet, <laughs> our souls, our, our our mind state, just sitting back, connecting with our families, finding what really truly has value in the world. It's kind of what's being brought to light now. Yeah, no, nah, definitely, man. I mean, you know, for my creatives, what I want them to understand is for us as a creative, you know, what it takes mm-hmm. for us to maintain the levels that we're at, or for that matter, maintain, you know, your focus and everything. And then when something like this, like a crisis, like the uh, COVID crisis happens upon us, how delighted we are. Yeah. You know, yeah. delighted based on the fact of, okay, we're pushing with this, hitting, 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 pushing, 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 pushing. Now mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, that's what I was supposed to do. Oh, right. That's what I meant to do. Oh, that's the way I'm supposed to push. You know, and and, and that's the greatness thing of it. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. with you, man, I'm not gonna lie, man. You're probably one of the few of the the craft of R and B that that's pretty much holding it up. Because for me, and here's where I'm gonna go with this question with you, like your insight, like as far as your insight and everything, like. How do you feel about the status of R&B? Like, on, like on, a, on a real, real heart-to-heart, like, why, what's the, what do you feel is the status with it within the culture, real rest? I honestly feel like the state of R&B now is, is still in this place where it's, it, I'm not, no way they're going to call it dead, because you do have artists like myself and many other artists in um, the world that's still pushing it. But it's not being received and promoted, and, and it's not being acknowledged well enough to be mainstream anymore. So I think the safest way, and I never really said that until now, because a lot of people ask me this question because I'm one of the upholders of R&B still. They always ask me, how do I feel about current R&B? Um, and I think now that just listening to your question, it, it blossomed on me. I think it fell into the underground. And it, so it's going on. It's almost like trying to listen to um, backpack rap, right? It's not going. Oh, it's a man. million backpack rappers. But it's falling to like where it's not mainstream. So R&B is nowhere near dead. It's nowhere near, um, it's a lot of us still making it, but I think mainstream music no longer recognizes what real R&B is as R&B. What it is now, also the lines are blurred. Rappers are singing, singers are rapping, so you got this in-between trap singing, talk singing. Right. That's an R&B stamp, falsely. Right, right. And, yeah. that's, and that's why I wanted to ask on you, because I, I feel the same way. I feel like, it's like, damn, son, like, how is it that, R&B is this, and then it's like, then I I, I, uh, I look back mm-hmm. into it, like, and, and not to put his name out there, like, like when Trey Songs kind of 
set the trend for like that eye, that kind of rappy-ish or rapping mm -hmm. tone or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, at first, I was like, okay, it's cool, it's all right, but I don't think it's gonna last that long because you know, you know, yeah. still around that time, you still had the Kells, you still mm -hmm. who else you had? You still had like the Mary J. Blodges pushing. Still, mm -hmm. you still had the um, who else can I think of around that time? If we're Trey Songs was oh four, oh five ish, maybe oh three ish for Trey Songs. Um, still had the Ushers kind of kicking in, you know what I'm saying? There's other, there's other people as well, but now, as you said, the traditional RB, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, damn, it's like even listening to the Quiet Storm, I'm like, damn, my mom's listening to Power 105, right? Right, you right. know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> like. You know, it's hard. It's hard to like centralize or eternalize it. So you know, that's yeah. why I want definitely, definitely, definitely wanted to ask you on that. You know, definitely thank you for enlightening on that. Um, what what do you feel for you as as because you're you're not only just singing, you're also technology. That's why I got you on here. You're also technology yeah. as well. Um, not only as a singer, but also as with technology as well. How what's what's your latest take? on things with technology, like the advancements and everything. Yo, yo, I'm not gonna lie, me being a nerd and being a part of like the nerd culture from early on when, I, before they, it was streaming, before there was, you know, when it was dial-up internet and my brother was in it 20 years before that, before there was even like a desktop or a GUI, a graphical user interface on machines. So to see the progression from there and to see how it gets interlocked with music and it grows and it's this ever like interchangeable growing relationship between music and tech, this shit is fascinating and it makes you want to create more. That's why I created my own app, the Nathaniel app, to give people a direct access to me. For anybody who watches this, if you go to the Apple Store or Android, um, you can just search Nathaniel in the App Store and it'll allow you to download it. And sorry if I'm leaning this way. I have a mic here too, my podcast mic. So if I'm I'm forgetting that it's picking up audio. So if I look <laughs> weird leaning, <laughs> I'm bugging. But um, so with tech and music, I think right now, just understanding tech, and I'll say this to any innovators, any creative, Learn tech almost at least, if not half as much, 25% as much as you're learning your craft. Learn the way your tech involves in the relationship between technology and whatever you're trying to do, because that's going to be the thing that puts you one step ahead of your competition and being more technologically savvy. If me as a musician, it's not only do I do, have an IT company, but I also build a marketing firm off of that because I had I had needs as an artist in terms of promotional needs and marketing needs. And I realized, wait, I learned, I learned all of this. I might as well start to sell these same services to other artists. So just showing you how if you could use yourself as your first experiment with these tech things that's evolving around us, right. you will, by the time you look back, you'll notice most of your competition don't know a quarter of what you know. Right. And not only it's not only about sales, but it's also about barter. You may be able to help somebody else that's ahead of you and they can pull you along, you know what I'm saying, and vice versa. So for any creatives, definitely tech, 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 man. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Yo, I'm not going to lie, man. Yo, you, I, I have a very small particular list of mm -hmm. creatives that go above and beyond with that. I think you, definitely Uni G, um, who else? Uh, Daniel Jean. Oh yeah, I gotta tap in with them too. Like, yeah, no, anybody else like, who guys go like above and beyond. You know what I'm saying? As far as the marketing, as far as the the impact, the feel. Because even I remember, see, I, I'll tell my my creatives when you came up through in Harlem with the truck. That was last time. <laughs> oh summer. yeah, yo, yeah, I, yeah. yo, you you had Lennox Eighth, yeah, <laughs> my block, 
my my hood lit up crazy. Like, yo, yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, Nathaniel, yo, I'll buy, I'll buy, yo, I'll buy into what you do. And and for my creators, I want them to understand that with Nathaniel, he took the investment for that. That was a great investment for him. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? When you're creating for yourself, you always got to think about investments. That's you know, right. What's the best investments for you versus the bad investments for you. And an investment like that is great. You know, because mm-hmm. look what it, it led for him. Like, dude, like you had Chuck Chill out holla at you and, and shout you out tremendously. You know what I'm saying? And Chuck mm-hmm. Chill out is a, is a, a media personality and DJ legend who, you know, you, we could keep it a buck. You know, he wasn't really too keen on the on the on the youth artists and all that, but with you at all, he was rocking and rolling. So do yeah. you have to be doing something right? Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I'm I'm humbled by that too, man. Nah, real talk. Now, definitely definitely take us into that, man. Take my creators into that. You know that situation and all that. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like the the marketing truck, I, I just thought about it. Like, let me start to hit the streets. One of the things I always admired was the hustle and the grind, the groundwork error of artists in the 90s and early 2000s before social media was the only way to promote um and once again this goes back into watching the scene develop so mm-hmm. even in this time with technology being the main thing i still go to the streets i still go outside i have a street team handing out cards right. we have holograms you put on the street so i thought let me i see a giant box truck i'm like let's get a tv on there and let's play my music video on every side of it and just drive around the city hop out hand out cds let's take the street team shit that I've been going on and then add the digital age to it and most people never seen anything like that. Uh, and even the old, the OGs, like the Chuck Chillouts, even the Funk Flexes. So when I, when they end up seeing things like that, DJ enough, like I made it my business to pull up my trucks and pull up my holograms to events that they were at. So even if they did to see Nas, like I remember we went to this Title Crown thing that um, Crown, uh, I think Title had for Nas. Oh, I, was, I was there. I was there. Yeah. You told my um, that was in Brooklyn. In Williamsburg. Yeah, in Williamsburg. The only celebrities popping up. But we passed through with the truck, and the only thing that people really remember, like, was the truck. A lot of people didn't even get in. They just looking at the truck like, yo, what the fuck? Who is this? It's like it's about the impact, you know? So that's kind of how I've been able to leverage um, and cultivate relationships with some of the bigger people because they're like, yo, who is this kid? He's willing to go a different route. And then, once again, going back to Barra, once you get people that showing you love and doing things for you, definitely interchange that. Put them onto new technology. Put them onto things that you are doing. and help them out too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nah, that's what's up, man. And you hear that my creatives, like the, the, he's telling you the, the tidbits of what you do with your creativity, man. It's not just only social media. You got to put all things and aspects and bow, make it happen. And bow. Right. Even right. You know what I'm saying? Oh man. Yo, seriously, yo, off the rip, man. You know, I'm going to get you with Yo, top five R&B singers, man, all time. Man. <laughs> oh, bro. Top five, I I would say number one, I got to say Donnie Hathaway. That's like crazy, crazy number one. Um, number two, it's a rough one because I'll throw Usher in that circle. Um, I'm going to just say, I'll say five. I, won't, I can't order them. Like, who's okay. better than who? <laughs> okay. But I'll say um, Donnie Hathaway, I'll throw Usher in there. I'll say Music Soul Child because I studied him a bit coming up, and that's how I kind of cultivated my right and listening to a real true writer. Okay. Um, I'll throw in a gospel singer, Smokey Norfolk, because that's another one who I kind of studied his riffs. Okay. Um, and the last one, I'll give it to this dude just for the years and years of consistency and because of the new age, I'll give it to Chris Brown. 
A lot of younger artists don't want to give him his credit, but this dude, like, he's been doing it for 20 years, dancing, singing. We have to, we got to respect this man. Come on, son. We have to. Yeah, you got you got to give that credit to CB, man. CB is... Yeah. We've been putting it in forever. Like, we have to... Instrumentable to this culture. Yeah. Yeah. Take him out the game, it just, it changes everything. It's like trying to take Jay-Z out of rap. You can't... Certain people, you can't pull them out and see this whole thing going the same way. You can't. Nah, so, you know what I mean? Yeah, nah, real talk. Also, too, man, top five tech apps. Oh, tech apps? Yes. Yeah, I, I would say Uber. I give Uber because the way they jumped on that market and just, that was, any of us could have thought of that. Any of us. Um, this is new app called Voicey that you could collaborate on. I was literally upset when that came out because I'm like, how did not think of this? Wow. Um, Voicey gets it. I have one that I'm developing. I won't say what it is, but it's similar to truck following the Uber format. So that's why I gave Uber that. Um, another great tech app. Uh, great tech app that I think. Mm, tough one. I'll give Instagram. I'll give Facebook Instagram the collaboration only because I like their, their sense of capitalism. How they'll look at somebody, develop something, and snatch it up. Like how they looked at Snapchat, do stories, snatched it up. They looked at um periscope do live they snatch that up do that in a live so i'll give it to them for capitalism and um facebook really because facebook bought instagram and started capitalizing on everything i'll give um google props they acquired youtube and now they kind of like capitalize on that market i think that's things like that i respect i'm trying to figure out how to do shit like that myself and that's all i can really <laughs> think of and lastly my app the nathaniel app because I, I like the way that you can have a one-on-one conversation with the artist himself you can buy directly from them you could Get all his content, all his music, videos, everything one-on-one without having to go through any social media apps. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. <laughs> and, and, you know, and definitely um, just give a, 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 a word to my creatives about anything inspiring or basically enlightening them for when they want to create and come into this industry. Like, take, take it away, man. All right, and which industry? Tech or music? That either one, either one, because you know this. Like I said, I want this is this platform is for my creatives to understand the acronyms of culture, urban technology, and sports. So got you, got you. This is what I want people that I that I know in the game in the industry when they want when they come to the platform. You know, definitely enlighten or inspire or say uh, you know words of encouragement for them of their create of their creativity and creating. Got you. I would say honestly. Do it your way at the end of the day. That's the thing that I think took me the furthest out of in every world that I'm in, whether it's tech, whether it's music. It's that I do things the way I want to do it. When I worked, I worked at Wall Street for like three years. When I got on Wall Street and I'm around all these big wigs, I always kept my same personality. I didn't fix up my tie, tighten it extra. I didn't move all these weird, funny ways that was outside of my character. So whenever I dealt with clients, a lot of them was like, yo, you're like a a unicorn because the average guy that comes in this world is either just the thumb stuck up his ass. He really is one of those type of dudes, or he's trying so hard to pretend to be one of them thinking that that's what's, that's what we're all looking for. But we actually just want to communicate with somebody we can vibe with. So right. have your spirit in whatever you do. And what that in the tech world, what that created for me was a lot of clients saying, Hey, listen, we want to work with just you. So I was able to quit wall street and start my own firm because of my personability and personability comes with you being you now in music. A lot of people are conforming and saying, oh, I need to do trap singing, trap, trap beat, because everybody's trappy. Me, I'm still singing. I'll make a trap record for fun. I'll make an EDM record. I'll make a pop record. 
Some people say, Nate, you're doing too many different types of records. You're doing too much. But I'll have, I had two number ones in Germany doing EDM. That was too much, right? But now when the accolades come back, it's like, I guess I am doing too much. I like too much. Hey. So for anybody that's creating, do it your way at the, the end of the day. To it's, yeah, right? That's, that's how I feel. I mean, I went too much. I guess my victory dance is too much too, but it's still a, it's still a W. And um, at the end of the day, I would say, at, when you look at it in hindsight, the moments in my career that didn't go my way or that I look back on and I regret the most is the moments that I was going to do something and I said, no, nah, I'm not going to do this because of somebody else, either me listening to somebody's instructions or following somebody else's guidance, knowing deep down I wanted to do it a different way. Mm. Don't regret doing it your way. That will burn your soul forever, at least if you're going to fail, and it's never really a failure because you learn from them, at least say, yo, I did what I wanted to do my way. Right. That's, all, that's the greatest advice, your way. Right. That's all. That's what's up, man. Nathaniel, I thank you wholeheartedly with your words and everything. Likewise, my brother. You know, they should know who you are and where to follow you. But let everybody know where to follow you at. Yeah, for sure, for sure. If you got an iPhone or Android, search Nathaniel. I have a Nathaniel app or on Instagram, Nathaniel Online. The easiest way so you can decide is just Google Nathaniel the Great. That's my name. I rebranded Nathaniel the Great and all of my stuff will come on. All right, <laughs> man. You already know, man. It's another edition of Remo Cuts. You know what's up out here. My God, Peace. Remo, appreciate you, you man. You already know, God. Holla. Much love. Yes, yes, yes. Oh,